today, we're going to be talking about the toughest job you will ever love. No, it's not the Peace Corps. It's foster care. Today, we're going to be talking about foster care, adoption, and what God's Word has to say about that. I'm Brad Burgess, and you're listening to Hard Knocks. It's a dad life. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Hard Knocks. It's a dad life. I am Brad Burgess. Today, as we dive into this subject of foster care, adoption, and what God's Word has to say about that, I want to look at some statistics that uh, I have discovered on the internet. And it is uh, a couple of years old. Um, I would say it's probably... Um, 2017-ish, and it is actually from the Foundation of Children's Rights. And you can find these statistics at childrensrights.org. So why am I talking about foster care? Well, foster care is near and dear to my heart because my wife Julie and I we both were foster parents um, for a couple for several years, and we have seen firsthand uh, what the children have to go through, what the caseworkers have to go through, um, and it is—it's sad. It really is, and I believe that the church could stand up and make a huge difference in this area. Let me say this. When I said it's the toughest job you'll ever love, being a foster parent is hard. It is hard work. You are taking a child that has been stripped away from their parents into your home and then... um, taking in all of the baggage along with that child. And a lot of people go into it. I'll tell you, Julie and I went into it thinking it was going to be rainbows and unicorns and uh, cupcakes. And it was anything but that. We uh, went into it thinking that we were going to rescue these children and that we were going to um, that we were going to help them and provide for them and all this stuff and and, and and we did we did help them and we did help provide for them we we provided them a safe place to live uh, shoes on their feet clothes on their back um, all of that but being a foster parent is is difficult for a couple of reasons. First of all, like I said before, it is uh, you're taking in a child that's been stripped away from their parents and you're bringing in all of that baggage that the child is bringing with them, um, emotional baggage, uh, things that they've seen in their home that honestly a, a child should not see. Uh, things that that Julie and I have been told from the children that we have kept would just give you nightmares. 
And so you're dealing with all of that. You're dealing with a broken system uh, within uh, within the DHS. And um, the caseworkers are awesome for the most part. They are working very hard to take care of these children. They are just so overwhelmed. It's unbelievable. I believe I heard something about and I could be wrong on this, but if I remember correctly, uh, caseworkers, especially in the Tulsa County area, caseworkers are, I think it's like 75 children per one caseworker. Can you imagine that? 75 kids per caseworker. The caseworkers are terribly overwhelmed. I was listening to a news report just the other day that was saying that there are not enough families in Tulsa County, foster families in Tulsa County. So they're having, when a child comes into the foster care system in Tulsa County, a lot of times over half of the children are having to be placed hours away. Oklahoma City sometimes um, and other parts of Oklahoma any place where they can find a foster family. And this should not be so. That should not be happening in Tulsa County. And for one main reason, Tulsa County is like the buckle of the Bible belt. There are so many churches in Tulsa County that there's no reason why they should have uh, a problem finding foster families for these children. And the reason is, is that the church isn't doing what the church should be doing. And that's looking after orphans and their distress. Because maybe the family, maybe the mom and the dad is not dead, but they've been stripped away from their parents because of the situation at their home. And so they might as well be orphans because right now they have no contact they, they, a lot of times uh, with their mom and dad. So let's look here at the uh, some of the statistics. And we'll kind of get into a little bit of that. On any given day in the United States, there are nearly 400 and 443,000 children in the foster care system. In 2017, more than 690,000 children spent time in the U.S. foster care system. 690,000 children for one reason or another, being taken away from their parents and placed in the system. Can you believe that? Can you imagine? Can you even wrap your brain around that many children? Well, it goes on to say that despite the common perception that the majority of children in foster care are young, the average age of kids entering into care is eight years old. 
Now, when Julie and I were um, fostering, we most of the children that we did take in were young. And the oldest ones that we had, I believe, were like seven and five. Um, I believe those are the oldest children that we took in at the time. And so it is younger than eight. But I would say if I... Uh, when I speak with the other foster families that I, I know, um, eight years and older seems to be about right in our area. It says here that while most children in foster care live in a family setting, whether that be uh, a kinship, which means uh, the child knows this person, whether it be a family member or maybe even a school teacher or somebody like that that has taken them in, the child already has a relationship built with that person. Or it could be your traditional foster family, which are complete and total strangers uh, to that child. It says, while most children in foster care live in a family setting, a substantial minority, 11 percent live in institutions and group homes. So 11% of the children in the foster care system, that's still a pretty large number of children. They don't even live in a family setting. They live in institutions or group homes. Now listen to this. In 2017, more than 69,000 children whose mothers and fathers' parental rights had been legally terminated were waiting to be adopted. 69,000 children were waiting to be adopted because the parental rights had been terminated. I hear all the time that you would you would just love to adopt a child into your family. There are kids all over the United States, 69,000 of them that are adoptable. And if you mean what you say about adopting a child in one that needs a family, there are thousands of children just waiting for you just waiting for you to bring them into your family 69,000 now this next statistic broke my heart and this is what happens whenever all we do is talk when all we do is just talk about adopting a child, but we never follow through with actually adopting a child into our family that is in need of a family. Listen to this. In 2017, more than 17,000 young people, 17,000 young people aged out of the foster care system without a permanent family. 17,000 children aged out of the foster care system because nobody wanted them. They aged out of the foster care system. Research 
Research has shown that those who leave care without being linked to a forever family have a higher likelihood than youth in general population to experience homelessness, unemployment, and incarceration as an adult. So when these kids graduate out of the foster care system and nobody wants them, so they are just out there on their own trying to survive. They are more likely to become homeless. They're more likely to be addicted to drugs. They are more likely to be unemployed. And they're way more likely to be incarcerated as an adult because they don't have a family. The only family that they knew was ripped away from them. All they feel is hopelessness and that they are unwanted. Can you imagine going through your life with no real family and just basically having this feeling of you're not wanted? It breaks my heart to know that there are children out there that need forever families and that they're going to grow up and that they're going to basically be kicked out of the system just because of their age and they're not going to they're going to have no one to turn to I hope that by hearing some of these statistics maybe it opens our eyes it opens our hearts to where the holy spirit can work on us and maybe just maybe we would open our homes to those children in need that need a family yes it's hard it is so hard bringing in foster kids but it is so worth it when you've spent some time with those kids and you've been able to teach them and you've been able to love on them and you begin to see that to see them turn around from where they were and you begin to see breakthroughs and you begin to see God working in their hearts and in their lives but we've got to do the hard work of bringing them into our home and taking care of them and showing them the love of Jesus. Let's take a break real quick and when we come back we're going to talk about the other side of this, adoption. Hey guys, it's Brad. When you're finished with this, could you do me a favor? Could you go on and leave a review and rate this show for me? 
I want other dads to be able to find this show. And one of the ways to do that is for people to be leaving reviews and ratings. So if you would do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Hard Knocks, It's a Dad Life. I'm Brad Burgess, your host. And today we are talking about foster care, adoption, and what God's Word has to say about that. In the last segment, we talked about foster care and some of the statistics surrounding that. And one of the things that I challenged was that the body of Christ would rise up and see this as a major opportunity to knock this out of the park, to um, to rescue, maybe that's a bad word, to uh, come to the, to the aid of these children, these kids that are hurting and broken. And I was thinking, Who is more equipped, who is more empowered to do this than a believer in Jesus, to a follower of Jesus, someone that came to Christ broken, hurting, and was brought into the family of God, was adopted in... And now because of the grace and love of the Father that has been poured out on each and every one of us, we have been healed or are healing of those wounds that we once had. And the foster care system in all of its imperfection... It is a beautiful picture of what God did for us. When you take one of these children, these hurting, broken children, into your family, and you pour out the love and grace of God into their lives, you begin to see miracles happen. Not right away, but slowly over time, you begin to see these these wounds begin to heal because they know that they have somebody that loves them, that cares about them, and wants them. That's what these children need. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to turn the page. And we're going to talk about adoption. And adoption is another issue that is um, very close to my heart. Because my oldest daughter um, was adopted by my family out of foster care. 
she came into our home through the foster system when she was uh, two years old and she is now uh, 10 and so she's pretty well integrated into our family um, we are all that she knows but let me say this um, just because you adopted a child does not mean that it's the end in many ways it's just the beginning and the hard work that you were doing sometimes gets even harder and, and what do I mean by that well in foster care if you have a child or children that is too much for you if it's too much for you to handle you can call your caseworker make a request and those children can be placed in another home maybe better suited for the things that they have gone through but when you adopt a child that child is yours and all of the emotional baggage all of the mess that they went through well it's now yours as well and you get the opportunity to walk with them through the recovery process and you know my daughter she went through a very very dark time as a baby I to this day still don't know everything that she went through we can guess uh, on a lot of things but we don't know a hundred percent everything that she went through but some of these things are beginning to surface she's beginning to remember bits and pieces of these things that she went through as a baby and so now we're walking with her through this recovery process she's doing therapy and and a lot of other things and she's doing really great but we get the opportunity to walk with her through this and to hold her hand and to say it doesn't matter what we are going to see or find out or what we love you we're going to walk with you and we will hold you you are ours and there's just something that's just so beautiful about adoption but even in that beauty it's, it's sometimes it's a beautiful mess And so now let's look at some of these statistics and we will, um, we'll just kind of comment on these as we go along. How many children are waiting to be adopted? Well, uh, let me say this real quick before I get into these. These statistics about adoption are a little bit older than the ones that I told you about in foster care. These are 
from 2015, I believe. And you can find these statistics. These statistics are from the Adoption Network Law Center. And the uh, webpage is adoptionnetwork.com. And you can look at these statistics if you would like. On there, I will have these on the <clears throat> on the show notes. So um, be on the lookout for those. And let's see. Let's dive into some of these statistics real quick. How many children are waiting to be adopted in the United States? Of over 400,000 children in foster care in the U.S., 114,556 cannot be returned to their families and are waiting to be adopted. Among these children, males outnumber females. African-American children are disproportionately represented and over half are six years old or older. 114,556 as of 2015 are waiting to be adopted. So, in saying that, how many Americans have adopted uh, have adopted a child? Although no more than 2% no more than 2% of Americans have actually adopted a child. More than one-third have considered it. So no more than 2% have actually adopted a child, but one-third of all Americans have considered it. One out of every 25 U.S. families and children have an adopted child. According to the U.S. Census, about half of these children, or half of these, uh, have both biological and adopted children. It's like my family. Uh, we have adopted Natalie, and then I have four biological children. I have five total. Natalie, Alexis... Noah, Allie, and Asher. So how common is adoption? Nearly 100 million Americans have adoption in their immediate family. Whether this includes adopting, placing, or being adopted, 6 in 10 Americans have had personal experience with adoption meaning that they themselves, a family member, or a close friend was adopted, had adopted a child, or placed a child up for adoption. So, somewhere in our family tree, more than likely, adoption has, has touched our family in one way or another whether that be somebody was adopted into our family um, somebody had um, somebody was adopted out of our family 
or somebody in our family place somebody up for adoption. So in some way, some form, in most of our families, adoption touches us in one way or another. So what is the average age of an adopted child? 62%. Now these are private adoptions, not adoptions out of foster care. 62% were placed with their adopted families within a month of their birth. So private adoptions are getting babies. How many children are waiting or excuse me, how many people are waiting to adopt a child? There are no national statistics on how many people are waiting to adopt but experts estimate it is somewhere between 1 and 2 million couples. Every year, there are about 1.3 million abortions. Only 4% of women with unwanted pregnancies place their children through adoption. So, there are 1 to 2 million people, couples, waiting to adopt there are 114,556 as of 2015 children in the foster care system waiting to be adopted what is the why the disparity there why why is why this is is isn't matching up 2 million couples 114,556 children. I think I know what the issue is and and I could be wrong. And so if if you feel like I'm wrong, could you please correct me? Could you please uh, put it in the comments or or something? Um, just be gentle and graceful because uh, I, I'm, I might just be speaking out of ignorance here. But I think the reason being is because, as we saw earlier, the average age of children waiting to be adopted is about eight years old. Actually, here it is. What is the average age of an adopted child? The average child waits for an adoptive family for more than three years. 11% spend five years or more waiting for a family. The average age of a child waiting for an adoptive family is eight years old. I think that's the reason why. I think that's the big reason why there are so many children that are still waiting. There are so many couples that are um, wanting to adopt, but they want babies. They don't want children that already have that baggage. They don't want to have to deal with all of that. And so they, they want, they want babies, somebody that's going to grow up and all that they're going to know is them. 
and they know what kind of life that they or what kind of things that they went through as a child because it's their child. They've had them since birth. But there are children that are waiting on a mom and a dad that's to love them and to care for them. And the only thing wrong some people might, might think is that they're too old. And to think that an eight-year-old is too old. Breaks my heart. But there's two million, one to two million couples wanting to adopt and only 114,556 children that need to be adopted in foster care. Once again, the church could rise up and take care of this issue. And I think as we'll see in the next segment, I believe that would be the Father's heart as we dive into God's Word and see what He he says about orphans. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, let's dive into God's word and see what it has to say. Hey guys, did you know that Hard Knocks It's a Dad Life has its own Facebook page now? On there you can post questions and have other conversations with great dads about fatherhood. Hope to see you there. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Hard Knocks It's a Dad Life. I'm Brad Burgess, your host. And today we are talking about foster care, adoption, and God's Word and what it has to say about that. In the first segment, we talked about foster care and about the uh, many issues that uh, are in the foster care system and how I believe that the church could stand up to rise up and could really um, help out in this situation. Uh, to be honest with you, I really believe that we could knock it out of the park and we would not have the major issues that we have today in our foster care system if the church rose up. In the second segment, um, we talked about adoption. We talked about uh, talked a lot about my daughter, um, Natalie, who is uh, adopted. We adopted her through the foster care system and... Um, we talked about how adoption is not the end. It's actually, in many cases, the beginning of the hard work that we do in these children's lives. And now we're going to talk about what God's Word has to say about orphans and the fatherless, things of that nature. Did you know that the Bible references those without families more than 40 times throughout Scripture. 
more than 40 times throughout Scripture. I believe that that is something that is close to the Father's heart are those that are without families, those without moms and dads, the orphans, the widows, um, and the like. So let's take a look at some of these scriptures. Um, In Deuteronomy, start in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 19. It talks about how we are to, now this is back in um, an agrarian culture, uh, a culture that uses, uh, that basically grew their own food and all of that. Uh, This is how they were to help take care of the orphans and widows. It says, when you are harvesting in your field and you overlook a sheaf, do not go back to get it. Leave it for the foreigner, the fatherless, the widow, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. So even way back then, God was giving them direct instruction on how to care and to feed the orphans, the widows, the foreigner, and the like. And today, how would we translate that into today? Well, I believe that uh, God would tell us not to um, waste everything on ourselves, but save some for those that do not have. We in this culture, in the United States, we are very, very wasteful. I am constantly getting on to my kids uh, for their waste when we are sitting down to eat supper or lunch or breakfast even, and they do not eat all of their food, um, and they throw half of a plate of food in the trash. And I just get so frustrated because of the waste. And we have plenty, plenty in the U.S. that could help uh, feed the uh, the fatherless, the widow, and even the foreigner for that matter. In Proverbs chapter 23, 10 through 11, it says this. It says, do not move an ancient boundary stone or encroach on the fields of the fatherless. For their defender is strong and he will take up their case against you. So basically it's saying, do not, don't cheat out the orphan. Don't cheat them because God is their defender and he is strong and he will take up their case against you. So we're to be looking after these kids, the, the, the fatherless, so that they're not getting cheated because, you know, if God is on their side then we as followers of Christ should be right there alongside him. And we should be on their side. We should be advocating for the fatherless. So let's see, what else does scripture have to say? In Psalm chapter 68, verse 6, or excuse me, 5 through 6, I love this scripture. Actually, I hung on to this scripture a lot as a kid growing up because 
I didn't have really have a father figure. So this is something that I really held on to where it says a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely into families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. So God is a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, and God sets, I love this, God sets the lonely into families. God sets the lonely in families. And so, as followers of Christ, shouldn't we be the ones that are opening up our homes, our families, to the orphan, to the widow, to bring them in when they have no one else? If God himself is their defender, he sets the lonely into families. We should be one ones opening up saying, God, we offer up our family. If you have someone lonely, please bring him to us. Bring her to us. So that we can care for them the way that you care for them. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 17. It says this. It says, learn to do right. Are you me? Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. As followers of Jesus Christ, once again, as I said earlier, we should be advocating for those that have no family. For those that have no one to take care of them. We should be advocating. We should be imploring people, encouraging people, exhorting people to take up the cause of of the fatherless to defend the oppressed and so we see this we see these children we hear the statistics behind the children and once again don't get caught up in the numbers remember that each number represents a child each number represents a child. So don't get your, you don't lose it whenever we say 114,556 kids are waiting to be adopted. Each and every one of those numbers is a child. Someone that God loves dearly. He is on their side. He takes up their cause. He defends them. He is a father to the fatherless. And then in James 
chapter 1, verse 27, it says this, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. To look after orphans and widows in their distress. I think we're dropping the ball in so many areas on this to look after orphans. Now, I think in a lot of ways we do a pretty good job in, in looking after widows. But so many times we drop the ball in looking after orphans, the fatherless. I think we could do so much better, so much better. Once again, Christians should have a special place in our hearts for the orphan because we too were orphans and God adopted us into his family. Since we have been shown such a great love, we should in turn show that love to those who are without a family. There's no need for one more child to be without a family. Did you know that there are more than 300,000 Christian churches in the United States? 300,000 Christian churches in the United States. There's no excuse for there to be children graduating out of foster care without a family to take them in. There's absolutely no excuse. And so once again, I hope and pray that the Holy Spirit opens your heart. Would you be one of those families as the dad in your family? As the leader in your family, would you lead your family in this way to open up your family, to bring in someone that needs to be loved and cared for in this way? Would you do that? Would you allow the Holy Spirit to work on your heart today? We're going to take a break here and then we are going to come back. We're going to talk about what is coming up in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining in today. I hope that today was at least a little bit informative and maybe a little challenging. Um, I do want to apologize if I come across sounding upset or mad. Um, I'm not. It's I'm passionate about these topics, about foster care and adoption. There are so many children out there that are in need of a family. And I know that I know that I know that I know that the church can make a difference in this if we want to. And so 
today, I just put out a passionate plea for families, for followers of Jesus to step up, open your hearts, open your arms, open your homes to these kids. On our next episode of Hard Knocks, It's a Dad Life, I am inviting a friend, Mr. Alan Cothran is coming in and we are going to be talking once again about adoption, but we're going to be looking at it from a daddy's point of view. Uh, Alan has three or four, I believe, maybe beautiful kids, and I believe that they are all adopted and I believe possibly all out of foster care as well. And so we're going to hear more about his story and how as a dad, he has stepped up and taken on the challenge of bringing kids into his family. So I hope that you all tune in for that and that uh, you are once again inspired and challenged and maybe informed of a couple of things. Guys, You all are awesome. I love you. And I hope to hear from you soon. Y'all have a great day. This is Brad Burgess signing out.